Welcome back, guys. Cliff and Joel here. Joel is in the studio. Chandra's on vacation, and uh, she's never coming back. Just kidding, just kidding. We love Chandra. She's always working behind the scenes. If you like the way our thumbnails look, that's all Chandra's fault. If you don't like them, it's also her fault. Let her know. We're talking about Christian music, creativity, creative energy. Uh, what's it like chasing labels? What's it like being fully independent? Where the future of Christian music and worship music is. It's Friday. This is going to be an awesome time. I'm excited to have Joel. This is not gospel. You actually haven't even been to the house in a while. We were talking about it yesterday when yeah. you came down. It's been a couple months or something like that. Bro, we started playing shows like crazy. I mean, yeah. everything everything ramped up towards the end of summer, and we just got booked like, to, to where it was like every weekend. Yeah. And then I started this new church job. Mm. Plus, like, there's a band with me now. So it's not just me with an acoustic, little small merch setup. It's like 12 people at each show. Like just in our crew, kind of taking care of that, dealing with whatever drama comes with that. And bro, I, I realized it the other day when I, when I, when I, or when I texted you earlier this week, I'm like, I haven't, I haven't <laughs> seen Cliff <laughs> in like yeah. two months because it's been every weekend, and people don't understand how crazy that is. I can't imagine yeah. you guys three shows a weekend, dude. I would lose my mind, dude. So when I think about when I think about growing up, what that was like, it's pretty freaking weird because yeah. at 16 years old, barely old enough to drive, I was spending my weekend in a different city, like every weekend. Yeah. We'd go out, like you said, and granted, a lot of them were like in the uh, Ohio, Tennessee, Kentucky region, yeah. but we'd be teenagers still in high school going to a different city and playing shows. Yeah. And that seemed normal to me. And I realized how, when I say it to somebody else, I realize how unnormal that is. And then with with an eight-year-old now, my oldest boy, I think four, five, six years from now, I'm like, if he said, hey, I'm going to be spending every weekend in different cities, I'd be like, that's freaking weird, bro. Like, <laughs> that's a weird way to live. Uh, and this is, but it's completely independent, right? Yeah, no, dude, to total. There's, there's no label. There's no anything. We're now we kind of operate like a label because I have my own production company. Like we right. do music videos, photos. I can record my own song, so it operates like a label. We even do our own marketing. You have a high, but, a high production level and high production value for everything you do, dude. Yeah. If if I if I had a couple of radio contacts, I could probably yeah. run a label, but. It, so that, well this is something people don't know so what do you do when you do a show you do you you do your music you have your merch uh and so you've got the setup do you provide the pa or is it the pas in the churches in the, house? the pa is usually provided but what's crazy is we have a massive merch setup dude we've got okay. like tw we've got like 12 items so keeping it in stock it's like yeah. we're moving like an aeropostal or abercrombie or whatever and to you, each place and you film most of the day that we've we've had camera crews following me for the past three years at every show. Okay, that we're turning into kind so, of a documentary. So the thing. stuff that people don't know, stuff that people don't know is how much time on the back end after you've done a show. Yeah, how many hours, man hours, would you say is it like restocking your merch, going through footage, creating social media content after just one show on a weekend? Since I started two months ago, yeah, it's twenty four seven. There's I had to stop taking like music video jobs and other things i've just turned them down yeah. because it's so time consuming but i feel like god has put me in this spot where i'm at a church now where they're able to kind of cover my mm. base bills 
yeah. to where I can do this full time and not have to take on different jobs. But bro, it's, I mean, it's like 24 seven, making sure things are posted. Um, a show day is like 10 AM to when I get home at, mm. at 1 AM. And then I'm going, I'm driving to Ohio two hours to go play, to go play the next, uh, like on a Sunday morning and lead worship. Well, you know, I'm going to yell at you and I'm going to be like, you need to pick one day every week where you throw the phone away, you do nothing <laughs> And you have a Sabbath and you meditate and recharge. So that's that's been key. I've actually built that into my schedule, which okay. is part of the reason I haven't gone completely insane <laughs> over the past two months. But bro, it's been crazy. You pick out a Sabbath one day a week and just just recharge, throw yeah. all the stuff away. Yeah. That's my that's that's actually been an, a reoccurring thing that I've been telling Joel for a couple of years now. <laughs> is that you always have to not work at least one day out of uh out of seven. Yeah. Um, for me, life's a little different because we do this stuff. The, the channel's grown, and we're grateful for that and appreciative. Yeah. Uh, it hasn't been without its own la layer of hate, and I'm, I was going to talk about that, like drama. Because working in a church, you said you work in a church, it's covering your bass bills, and you're pushing a band yeah. and, and doing your own music, all independent. Um, every church has that bit of church drama. Every church situation, there's that bit of church drama. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm I'm leading worship in a couple churches. It's very small thing. It's me and an acoustic. Uh, a couple of churches that run anywhere from 30 to 60, 75 people. Smaller church setups, um, and that's Wednesday Wednesday and Sunday. And for me, the drama isn't necessarily working and all that. The drama for me has been. Uh, in family life, kind of exploding. Both all the kids are in football. I, I've just they asked me to be a assistant coach, and I'm like, sure, let's do that. And throwing all these things. So, like you said, it feels like 24 seven. You're doing something. You don't even have time to stop to write, write a song, yeah. or or to breathe because you want to be a good dad. You want to be a good X, Y, and Z. Um, so my life's different for me in that respect. But for you, I wanted to ask, like, how do you manage? Do you shift gears? And is there like a Worship leader Joel, and then a band guy Joel, yep. and then your buddy Joel, like your friend Joel, and then is there like a date Joel? Like if you go on a date, like is it like a bunch of hats you got to wear, or can you sort of figure out how to be the same guy in all of those situations? So there's this girl that I'm kind of like talking to in Ohio, and it's going pretty well, and we actually had this conversation of like there's two kind of versions of me, and there's mm -hmm. one is like the – it's like the Joel Jackson. It's the performer, the worship leader on stage. And then there's me, like the bro, and the two yeah. do not intersect. Like I'm not I'm not the dude that is hanging out with people being like, oh, I got this idea for the song or whatever, or thinking about them. When I'm with you, it's kind of like we I feed off your creative energy, so we do that. But when I'm around just like normal, everyday, whatever, dude, it never intersects. So I have like just the me that hangs out. And then mm. there's the me that oh, I got to go do this music video and, and everything. So I, I keep those very separate because yeah. the heaviness and the weight of all of the stuff that I'm doing, I have to have space from that because yeah. it's just too much. Well, and you mentioned a second ago documentary. You're not talking about your movie, Rock for Jesus. You're talking about footage you've captured since then, obviously since then, because Rock for Jesus was what, seven, eight years ago? It was, it was five years ago oh, five that we started ago. filming and then it came out. I, I guess in late 2018 or whatever. Okay. Um, and officially came out in 2019. But yeah, we have had a camera crew 
ever since I came back to Christian music in 2019, we've had a camera at every single show. Okay. And I've kind of been through this wild experience from April, this past April to now yeah. with my church, drama, all these other things. And um, you've been well. You've been pursuing a label for a while too. Like you and Mikey yeah. were were recording music. There's so much that's gone on. So we're turning it into, um, we're going to turn it into a documentary. And we're yeah. I, initially I was like, look, we'll just put it on YouTube. It's going to be my whole marketing piece for my artist self in 2023. So we're gotcha. going to go to film festivals. We're going to go to, to Christian film festivals, whatever we can to try to get potentially some bigger label to be like, okay, here's the story. We can work with that because yeah. nobody has, everybody has while has not responded or ran completely away mm. from me as the artist. I don't know if it's because of the suicidal stuff, but I do know that what I hear from most artists that have made it really big is everybody said no forever. So yeah. That kind of gives me a little bit of hope. How is that? affected you in the past year because i know you put a lot of heart and soul into that record you and mikey created some really good songs um what has that done to you the ups and downs of kind of the the rat race is what i call it of chasing after a label and chasing after that thing and what has that done it set the worst tone in the world for 2022 because Mm. in january that's when essentially Everyone was kind of like, no, we're, we're, we're not into it. And then I saw Katie Nicole and she's great. I saw yeah. she got signed and I, I was kind of, Mikey had his circle kind of around those same people. Yeah. And I just had to basically be like, okay, I gotta, I gotta rough it for the next year. And it took me about three months to get to that spot. So dude, it, it set a horrible mindset for me, but the past two months have been incredible because so much fan support dude i'm showing up at these shows and people it's not me Mm. one it's god but two it's that i've thrown my story before myself because i know the narrative and the story is way more powerful than the person Mm. and i think that has gotten a lot of weight to it to where now we're not even chasing a label we're just chasing bigger a bigger fan base and then the label will come in yeah when you're doing creative art music um if nobody, if it feels like uh, the gatekeepers, let's say the the artists or the labels, if it feels like the labels, the radio promoters and programmers and these people, if it feels like they don't accept it, do you? Is it easy to slip into that's where your identity comes from because you're creating this art and art is subjective and ultimately I think most people unless you're just like this wild poet who's like I don't care if anybody likes it yeah which those are out there yeah. Um, most people who create art, they do look for like people who appreciate that affirmation. art. Affirmation. And so do you, did you ever catch yourself getting ma- like chunks of your identity from whether or not this song yeah, took when, off? Yeah, when whatever? all the managers and labels went silent, I, I was like – I was pretty wrecked, dude. Mm. And then we started playing these shows and the fans were like – I mean they just – it's like people went nuts over it and and I've got footage of that and I was like okay I don't care what anyone else thinks I'm going to do this here I'm just like this is where God has me God yeah. has me here locally we're going to play these shows because I've been doing this for 10 years and I have never seen a reaction mm. like this and I believe it's cuz I put the story first there's a, there's a I'm not just 
Oh man, he just sings Christian songs. That's it's yeah. not that. It's like God brought this dude from death back into life, and people so, related to that. An artist we've covered a lot on this channel is Tom McDonald. Yeah, one of his songs he recently came out with is called Riot. Yeah, and that song it's not it's not like the the political Tom McDonald, and it's not uh, he has these these lanes he goes in. He can get super political and controversial. He can get. Uh, very personal with like his stuff about being sober and and coming back to to being clean and all this kind of stuff. And then he's got this other Tom McDonald, which is like what I call Tom McDonald's the best kind of Tom McDonald, you know. And it's ones where he talks about his success and how he, he owes it all to his fans and all this kind of stuff. Well, in that song, and we just I mentioned it because we just recently reviewed it and reacted to it. And he just recently released it. Yeah. And he's an ind fully independent artist who kind of does what you do, but but has. Has has lots of success, big success, like five million followers or whatever on YouTube or whatever it is, to where he he has a team built around him where every video he does for his songs they kind of up the production level and the value and similar to what you do you you have a, a camera crew follow you and stuff. Yeah. So the reason I mention him is because uh, he it feels like his brand and his thing happened by tapping into a common connection with a group of people and he's gotten to the point now where he's like you couldn't pay me to join a record label you couldn't you couldn't do that and i understand at his level when you sell x million copies and have 20 million views on a youtube video it's a hard sell at that point for, right. for a label what are they going to offer him he already right, does really right. great high production visual effects stuff on his videos he still here yeah. he already has a giant built-in fan base and so my question, I guess, to you is, could you ever see yourself in that position where if you got a common connection with your story and with your with your songs over the course of however many years to enough fans to where you were like, forget it. I, I'm not interested in radio. I'm not interested in, in label. I don't care. I've got my people who love my stuff, that my stuff speaks to them, ministers to them, helps them. I'm good. Could oh, you ever see yourself getting like that? Absolutely. The The problem is, and that's part of why I'm doing this documentary, is I'm just trying to push my story forward because we've 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 gotten to like level three. Let's say there's a hundred levels. We were at level one forever. We're now yeah. at level three. I think level four is making this documentary really going in depth with my story yeah. and then seeing what happens because if we've got the fan base and I've got churches all over the country wanting me in their church, that's great. We can build it that way. Is that kind of the MO is like you either have to commit to one or two things, either give yourself X amount of time to chase a label really hard yeah. or commit to the freaking sweat equity for however long? I think you got to commit to the grind. I think if you chase the label, it's never going to happen. Because that's the one thing that I notice with a lot of up and coming Christian artists is they'll all move to Nashville. Mm. They'll all go to Nashville to go in a billion writing sessions, but they don't have any fans like at all. Shifting gears just a just a touch. Yep. 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 Uh, you said your movie officially came out. Rock for Jesus officially came out three years ago in 2019. How different? If you can get yourself in the headspace of when that movie officially came out, how different does 2022 look? Because now it's like October, close to it. Like the year's basically reaching its end. It's yeah. getting close. Christmas is right around the corner, man. I'm about to hang up the tree. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. um, How different is 2022 looking back from what you would have expected it to be at the start of like 2020 when your movie just came out and stuff? I mean, it's so, it's so – insanely different i have a, I have a kind of a, a rule that 
holds true every time in my life. Whatever I expect is going to happen is not going to happen. When Mikey said, hey, bro, I want to try to help you get back into Christian music, yeah. I had no glimpse of what this thing was going to be. And it's just, it's so much better than I thought. Mm. Because back then, I mean, I didn't even, I didn't even know. Like, we weren't even trying to build in on a story yet. It was just like, oh, here, we're going to start a band and the band will be, we're just going to go play yeah. Christian music. And it's so different. We we just played Igthus recently. Yeah. And re- Igthus is rebuilding. We know the new owners of the farm and everything. And Igthus used to be this monster, man, like even a decade ago, this monster festival with tens of thousands of people that show up over yeah. the course of three days. And this was essentially like a one-day event. Uh, us, we were there. Sanctus Real was there. Maybe some openers. But it was a small list. It was one night. And it's rebuilding. It's the first time they've done it in a while. So it's like a smaller group of people for sure. Um, who were out there, and it rained still. Like Igthus is notorious for no matter where they put it in the year. It started in April. It wound up going to July over the years, and then August. And this is a, it was September, and it still rained, it still rained at Igthus. But I mean, it was fine. People got out their ponchos and umbrellas, and it was fine. Yeah. Um, but I saw it like it's having to rebuild, and I saw that it was a smaller group of people and everything. It's a smaller event. A lot of people argue that we're in a season of having to like reinvent. Christianity and and not necessarily become new age and reinvent yep. doctrine, but reinvent the way that you reach people, the way you work in your community, reinvent mm-hmm. everything. Do you think Christian music is as relevant today in Christian ministry as it was 10, 15, 20 years ago? Not at all. I think it's and I don't say this just because I know you guys, but like with the exception of you guys and a couple of other artists, like I've been to enough churches for everyone to be like, man, Christian music kind of sucks. Like mm. in 10 years ago, the reason Ichthus was huge is there were artists like the almost, yeah, like there were Christian artists and it's literally all worship music, bro. It's not, I ran a youth group this last year. There's no bands that those kids are into that are Christian. Mm. There's no Christian youth group band. There's no 19 year old five 19 year olds that are on a label that are signed it's are you saying that that like <clears throat> elevation and north point or all these big worship bands that yeah. are coming out with all these big worship songs yep you saying as much good as they've done in terms of ministry and helping people and that kind of thing they've also counter influenced the culture in a sense that like nobody's following bands just nobody's individual bands th- th- you can they they're having the the worship experience on sunday morning mm Maybe on Saturday night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Where's the Christian breakup song? Where's the all those things that like Reliant K? Uh, I've I've just got to like under oath all these bands that were there when I was at, when I was in youth group that we all listened yeah. to when I was a junior senior. We would all we'd listen to the music. It's not there, dude. I ran a youth group. None of these kids know they they listen to Olivia Rodrigo. They're listening to there's no Christian thing and someone's gonna do it it's probably gonna happen the next 10 or 20 years i'm too old to be that band or artist now do you think it's just music in general though if i because here's the deal if i think about here's the thing i could probably name 10 massive pop artists right now yeah for every one pretty big like rock and roll or like alternative band that i can all those things have fans though they have built-in fan bases dude Christian music is literally like it's the radio 
it seems like it's the radio base. Like even like, I feel like it's changed so much even since God is on the move Yeah, and, and just say Jesus, which is, those are two of my favorite Christian songs ever. Cause it just, there's something there. You have big artists like Toby Mac, Danny Goki. You have big artists like Ann Wilson. These solo artists are, or what's his name? Yeah, but uh, it's Zach all, Williams. It's all worship. It's more worshipy. It is, but it's this solo artist. It's either pop or worship, it feels like. And there aren't any like bands that are really just kind of exploding. You have bands who've, who've stuck it out, like the Newsboys who are still going and still touring. You have bands that are like... Uh, but the content isn't day-to-day life. You don't have that song like Words. Let yeah. my words be... Li-. It's all... Like you could sing any of these songs on the radio on a Sunday morning because that's the worship thing. And yeah. it's fine, but I feel like these songs are not following people Monday to Friday. Gotcha. They're not following the young people at all that are going through stuff. Mm. These songs are written exclusively for people in their 50s and 60s. Those who's showing up at our concerts, it's people in their 50s and 60s. People. It's for church people. It's, yeah, there's no 30-year-old going through a divorce song. There's no, Dude, it's... it's. Mm. If I was 20 right now, I would go so... I would probably be... This sounds stupid, but I'd probably be Christian Machine Gun Kelly and just push that <laughs> because, dude, it's not... these. N- none of these kids have bands that they listen yeah. to. And I've been around enough young kids, yeah. 15 to, to 18... In youth groups to know they will turn on elevation worship on a Sunday, but there's no music for them. Dude, I wonder if social media has made it, has has impacted like fame culture in a way where, and it's 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 a weird thing to say, yeah. but fame culture in a in a way where uh, used to be you had rock and roll stars yeah. and, and pop stars and stuff, and then movie stars who were like your big celebrities, right? Yeah. And now, in just a few years of social media, you've got politicians who are celebrities. You've got intellectuals who are celebrities. You've got just influencers who just do weird, random stuff all the time, yeah. like Monday Motivation, who are who are celebrities. Yeah. You've got UFC fighters who are celebrities. You've got just fitness trainers who are celebrities. Yeah. This this you've got real estate agents and 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 real estate moguls who are celebrities because of of youtube and instagram and tiktok and it's like do you think that that has made it where the allure of a band or the allure of a music artist or something like that is kind of i think the little or diminished the value of it is diminished no no no. i think the celebrity is fully there especially having non-christian friends for like these bands it's for for like anything secular I just think with Christian music, there's like, I know myself at age 15 would not have heard, let my Jesus change. I would not have thought that was cool at all. And we can take that out. I would not have thought that was cool at all. And that's the only music they have. I love the, for the moments I feel faint by Reliant K or like, it's like, you know, that, that like Sadie Hawkins dance song. Like it was just like, here's songs for like the dude that's not smoking weed every weekend doing what you're trying to stay pure. We're trying yeah. to do things. They have no music. It's here's what a bunch of dudes in their thirties and forties have written. Here's the lyrics for it. And it's about broken adults. That's what Christian music is for. It's for me. It's for the broken adults. Kids got, they got nothing. 
someone's going to have to take the risk. I don't know who's going to do it. It sucks because I would love to be one of those things, but I'm just too old. Yeah, but if you're older, you seem weird. Like if you're older and you're wanting to make your music for teenagers, it gets weird at that point. This falls into the labels right now. They're the ones that need to do Mm. it because in my opinion, you guys, like I, I I called my friend after I heard Just Say Jesus. I said, bro, they finally played something good on Christian radio. And it was like this rock song. And, boy, and we were twenty mid twenties, like twenty five, yeah, dude. So or something like that. So it's like it's when you get older, the natural progression yeah. is to do music for your fans who were your fans ten years ago. Those those same people who are your same age who are. And I get what you're saying. Like, so you think it's up to the labels to try and f- take a chance on some of these younger artists who are grinding in who may not necessarily have all our theology figured out but they're trying to to love jesus and, and so, someone someone's gonna because that's the reason ichthus isn't massive dude like 10 years ago look at all those bands playing ichthus like they have i played a show with disciple it went from teenagers to 20 something year olds who were standing in a mud pit to families with young kids who are all got their lawn chairs like all their camping chairs out there and their yeah. umbrellas. That definitely that is definitely the trend now in a lot of the festivals that we've seen. Yep. You see less and less teenagers and, and early twenties standing there like ah, like this versus everybody's sitting in their we, we went, in their spot we went with to their family. A, I played a disciple I played with disciple a disciple concert. Yep. Uh we played with them recently too. They were at a same the same festival we were at. Okay. Yeah. I played it three weeks ago and the whole crowd is 40 to 60s with their young kids running around whatever with the young kids running around and it's like it's not that the it's not that people can't be into disciple at all because disciple is great but you're gonna have to market some person that's like sounds like that's singing about real life stuff as opposed to just let my jesus change your life that's great it's a fantastic song for people that are really broken and going through something but these kids dude they don't got anything yeah. and, and secular music has that machine gun kelly olivia yeah. rodrigo i'm sure there's 500 other people i could think of if you like this clip from the not gospel studios youtube channel don't forget to share click on one of the other links and videos you can find them here and here and subscribe i think it's down here tell your friends about us tell them that it's healthy that it's vegan and all of those things keep being awesome because that's how god made you